0: Welcome to Restored Life Radio. At Restored Life, we believe you were created for a great purpose with great promise and provision. That's why we're here. We're here to help you overcome the obstacles that keep you from the pinnacle you were meant for. And now, here's our Restored Life coach, Dwayne Wolfe. Okay, so I'm ministering again on rejection. I want to talk a little bit about rejection uh, as the Holy Spirit will lead and... um, so, way more to say about this topic than we have the time to say. Uh, but our main theme, uh, our main theme right now, is on love and walking in love, and uh, and, and really learning to yield to love, learning to walk in love, uh, being uh, instruments of love, uh, more loving people, more loving people, uh, meaning that we're yielding to. The ministry and the spirit of love through us. And uh, last week, I just introduced this idea, this uh, theme, this perspective along the line of love that a rejection centered consciousness keeps us from loving fully. It's one of the things that keep us from loving fully. And it actually breeds uh, a rejection-centered consciousness um, is knit together with, it's partners with, uh, a sense of shame, condemnation, worthlessness, insignificance, inferiority. Uh, It's natural for the natural man. It's natural for the unredeemed man. It's natural for the sinful nature. Uh, It's something that is contrary to the inner witness, though, of what we should be. And so we try to fill that void and compensate and overcome that witness of insignificance and rejection with a lot of stuff. It's also, I believe, uh, the core or the center of most of the works of the flesh. Most of the works of the flesh are really... Uh, centered around us uh, 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 operating out of a rejection consciousness or compensating for a rejection consciousness. And so I was presenting to us last week this idea, uh, this hope, this dream, this desire uh, that we would be free from a rejection consciousness. That we would be free from inferiority. That's all the excited you are about that. That's it? Really? You just don't want... You're thinking if you act happy about that, someone will know for sure that you are bugged with that? Is that what you're thinking? I don't dare say a word right now because someone will know that that's me that needs to be free. Well, guess what? Every one of us need... To exercise the freedom, the power, the authority, the purpose, the adoption, the placement, the right standing that we have over the enemy in this realm so that we walk as God has made us to be, no longer given to inferiority, worthlessness, insignificance, rejection, condemnation, shame, etc., etc., etc. That was better. Uh, when I write things, I change the names to protect the guilty. <laughs> and so, uh, so, just a little story. Lori wasn't wanted from the very beginning of her little conception. When her mom and dad found out about the pregnancy, anger, frustration, and bitterness filled the months until final delivery. The days of pregnancy were filled with fighting, blaming, and more and more alcohol. They didn't want a girl in the first place, and they surely didn't want another child. Not now. To complicate things and to cause more upheaval during her first year, she couldn't hold down food. Constantly, she was spitting up and crying because she hurt so bad in her tummy. She didn't understand the way they treated her. After all, she needed to be held Beatings, isolation, injury, loud voices all fit into the developing picture of rejection. Over and over, her little ears heard something about not being wanted and go away. But all she could really perceive was the look of anger and hatred on these faces. They didn't look at her brother that way. She Shouldn't have understood so well. After all, she was just a little girl. Was it getting locked in the basement so mommy could sleep in? Was it getting chased by dad with a stick until he finally hit her? Was it getting kicked and cussed by these people that she needed so much love from? Was it was it all that that made Lori feel so rejected and abandoned? The years went on for Lori, and the bad dream she was living turned into a nightmare. Rejection at school, rejection by grandparents, abuse by relatives, and then receiving homes and foster care. Restored Life is the ministry built and developed, designed to help you rebuild your foundation and restore your garden. We know that every single person faces sabotage, difficulties, every kind of obstacle and oppressive power to harm and to ruin their future. And so we are here to help you get restored and discover how to walk in restoration. Call us today, 253-922-1502, 253-922-1502, and ask about the Restored Life classes today. But finally in her 20s, two husbands and two children later, she received Jesus Christ as her Lord and Savior. For the first time in her life, hope had come. A light of love and acceptance was shining in her heart. Was the battle over, would she now be free from rejection, inferiority, abandonment, and bitterness of heart? She believed she would. The minister told her she would. A visiting prophet even prophesied and said she was free. Was it true? Actually, the battle was just beginning. The battle to win because for the first time she was being given the tools to overcome. For all of these years, Lori had been losing and giving up ground. She had become a person she was ashamed of, trapped with no escape. She hated herself and her parents She lashed out in anger and hid in depression and self-pity. She had no advocate, no comforter, no authority to save her from her torment. Now she had all of these in the person of Jesus living on the inside. She had the chance. She had the potential to win. With the help of God and his precious Holy Spirit, she could eventually be healed from the wounds of her soul. Today, if you saw Lori, you wouldn't recognize her as I've described her. She's beautiful and a rare jewel in the Lord's hand. She is gentle and caring. She's kind and full of grace. What happened? The lies of Satan were exposed and cast out of her mind, and the grace and the truth of Jesus have filled their place. Lori's not alone. Every person alive struggles with rejection. It's the oppression and influence of Satan in a fallen earth. You will have thoughts, all of us will have thoughts of rejection and attacks of rejection that come against us regardless of who we are. Even if you're the smartest, most wonderfully formed, successful human in your peer group, Satan will still come up with something. How many of you know that? Adam and Eve weren't exactly needing Jenny Craig. (laughs) Jesus didn't fall short in anything and yet Satan challenged his sonship and he challenged the love that Father had for him. Think about that. If Jesus who was the embodiment of perfection if Jesus was challenged why are you surprised when you are? Because you are not the embodiment of perfection. I am not the embodiment of perfection. But it's that very thing that is an open door, an easy open door to the enemy to attack because he and we see our imperfections. Jesus was confronted and yet... As Pastor Joel mentioned, the Holy Spirit descended in the form of a dove and we hear the voice of Father, this is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. Did you know if you're in Jesus, Father has the same thing to say about you even before you're perfect? Did you know if you're submitted to Jesus that your imperfection does not disqualify you from the love of Father, the affirmation of Father, and the fulfilling of your purpose? Did you know that? I know I've got to move fast this morning through whatever we're going to say on this topic. So I want to go to Colossians 2 real quick because this is a verse that I believe the Holy Spirit just dropped in my heart on the way in this morning. Uh, that would be an additional passage that would be positive for every one of us as we think about this, because it's imperfection. Everyone say imperfection. It's imperfection that is the ongoing open door to Satan's voice against you, to disqualify you from sonship and to... Encourage or seduce you into buying into a disqualification with God, a separation from God, living as a slave, trying to earn position with Him, rather than abiding in sonship and walking in who He's made you to be. In the spirit of adoption, in the gift of righteousness, through what Jesus has done for you, it's your imperfection. Any imperfect people in the room today? If you're imperfect, then you have an ongoing open door to the enemy's attack. You have an ongoing open door to the enemy's attack. What he looks for to attack your life is vulnerability. Now, today, you might live most of your life today doing things well and doing things right, but somewhere today, you might mess up. That mess up today could be the open door of vulnerability to the enemy to address your mind with a thought of inferiority, of worthlessness of rejection, of condemnation, or shame. Thanks again for tuning in to Restored Life Radio. We're so glad that you're with us. Restored Life Radio is brought to you in part by New Horizon Church. New Horizon is a church created for your restoration. We meet right off of the freeway in Fife, exit 137, central to the whole Puget Sound. Join us at New Horizon this weekend and come and visit our website, www new that's NewHCC.com. come and discover a new horizon with us if you want to call us by the telephone 253-922-1502 we'd love to hear from you love to connect and get you to the restored life seminar it is vulnerabilities that open the door to the enemy Even with Jesus, you'll notice that the vulnerability with Jesus was not sin. It wasn't a mistake. It wasn't imperfection. It was not eating. So after 40 days of not eating, it says he hungered. He was hungry. And that's when the enemy came with a test of what Father said about him or who he was in sonship And his power or purpose or ability to prove who he was in sonship. And the enemy was essentially saying, if you don't prove who you are, then I'm going to dispute who you are. If you don't prove who you are, I'm going to dispute who you are. So prove who you are, a son, the son of God, by turning those stones into bread. So the enemy likewise will visit you at opportunities where you've missed the mark or where you've failed or where you've fallen short or where there's imperfection in your life. The enemy will visit you with an accusation or the enemy might visit you where there's an opportunity to prove who you are by stepping into your purpose and maybe you failed to do that and or it's not even appropriate for you to do that at this time you're just being taunted by the enemy oh if you really are why don't you I mean you know this is kinda I'm gonna throw something really whacked out at you alright the Bible says that the enemy can appear as a minister of righteousness to bring deception so then John says in 1 John 4, don't believe every spirit, but test the spirits and see if they be of God. So not every time you are actually being led to do something is it the Holy Spirit leading you. Even if it appears to be the Holy Spirit, those are false prophetic leadings, and so you need to be cautious. We need to be cautious. Not every time you hear give a $1,000 or $20 or $50 or go serve and do the... Should you follow it is what I'm trying to say to you. And if you don't follow a false prophetic leading, then that's part of discernment. Because then what follows a false prophetic leading will be a condemnation that you missed. You missed who you are. Therefore, you aren't really a son. This is the word that came to, to, to Jesus by the enemy was because you didn't turn the stones to bread. You aren't the son of God. So you need to know who you are in Jesus. Come on. And you need to also, we need to be cautious that we're discerning the voice of the Lord. And so Jesus actually, John actually says by the Holy Spirit in 1 John 4, he says the Holy Spirit will not be offended if you put a test to a leading that you're not sure about. The way you put a test to a leading that you're not sure about is you just say the Lord rebuke you. Well, I couldn't rebuke the Holy Spirit. Well, the Holy Spirit didn't bring the leading maybe, huh? And so he wants you to be very cautious about being led. And he says, and this is good. This is great stuff. This is, uh, this is free, free material, not part of the notes. But uh, the leading of the Holy Spirit will be, always be accompanied with faith. Even if God is calling you to do a really hard thing, you will have faith to do it. You will have peace in your heart because the peace of God will rule in your heart when you're under Christ Jesus. You'll have peace in your heart and you will have faith to do it even if it seems impossible. And others who've not received that word will not have that gift of faith and they will say, how can you do that? That seems impossible. And you'll say... I don't know. I'm not bothered by it at all. I just believe I can do this. I believe this is what I'm supposed to do, right? Now, faith brings rest in the absence of anxiety. So sometimes we're actually doing things that we're not led by the Holy Spirit to do at all. We're actually doing things that another spirit led us to do trying to prove we're a son or a daughter. This is deeper than I wanted to go. You might have to meditate on this for a minute or two. Let's go back talking about uh, perfection or imperfection for a minute because I feel like the Holy Spirit wants you to get this. Imperfection every day is an open door to the enemy to confront you about who you are as a son or a daughter of God and therefore also about the fulfilling of your purpose. So that's why not only 2 Corinthians 5, 17 through 21, not only is the gift of the righteousness of Jesus given to you. But in Colossians 2, and I want us to go there right now, in Colossians 2, when you are yielded to Jesus, when you are walking with God through that relationship that you have with Jesus, you're cooperating with Him, and you're leaning into that relationship, then... Jesus actually presents you perfect. Wow, that's kind of crazy, isn't it? Now, when are you going to be perfect? You're actually going to be perfect in the end. right? First Corinthians First Corinthians, chapter 13 talks about when perfection comes. When perfection comes, Then, then I'll be known and I'll fully know. There is a day of perfection that's coming. And what Paul is saying by a revelation from the Holy Spirit is that if you will walk with Jesus, then he will present you at the end or as if the end is now. Isn't that wild? Colossians chapter two. Let's read it. I'm trying to say this to you because uh, I think it's fun for you to see that even in even in your imperfect state, God has you covered in Jesus. Okay, verse eight of chapter two. See to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty. Deception, according to the tradition of men, according to the elementary principles of the world, rather than according to Christ. For in him all the fullness of the deity dwells in bodily form, and in him you have been made complete, and he is the head over all rule and authority. And in him you were also circumcised with a circumcision made without hands in the removal of the body of flesh by the circumcision of Jesus, having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were raised up with him through faith in the working of God who raised him from the dead. So this is crazy, but I want you to just focus in. On verse 10, in him you have been made complete. The word complete there is also, as a synonym, it's the word perfect. He has made you complete. Now, you're thinking, I'm not complete. But if you're in him, God sees you complete. That's why he's working from the end to now, right now. When you receive from God, he's actually This is why the prophetic, we've touched on this in the past, this is why the prophetic is so important in your life because God is actually talking to you, singing over you, speaking into your life out of completion, out of the completion that you are and that he sees you as in Christ already. So that's why when he talks to you and the testimony of Jesus is delivered to you and spoken over you, that's why it's so important that you hear what he's saying because he's actually speaking out of completion. He's speaking out of perfection and he's importing it into the present so that when the DNA of that word comes into the present, it actually lifts you and graces you, strengthens you and enables you to come up to the next place in him so that you can go from faith to faith and go from glory to glory. So this is why we can't let the enemy use imperfection to bring us away from sonship and away from daughterhood and away from inheritance and power and authority and position and grace and purpose When we allow the enemy to do that, then we're allowing the enemy to win in a place where he has no legal right to win. And so every one of us have had difficulties, struggles, rejections, and in the rejections, like Lori experienced, the rejections of people, it's the enemy's voice working through those people to say, see there, you're of no worth, see there, God rejects you, see there, you don't measure up. When humans say you don't measure up, Satan visits visits that voice, he testifies, he bears witness to that voice. To say that we also don't measure up with God. That we're disqualified with God. That we don't, that we won't fulfill our destiny. That we won't walk in authority. That we won't have purpose. That we're going to miss our inheritance. So anytime a human speaks in a way that speaks of imperfection or we touch on imperfection or we see our failures or we see our struggles then the enemy is right there to visit. That's the vulnerability that he visits. So we have the potential to overcome, but we must must continue to believe His Word, agree with His Word. Amen? You've been listening to Restored Life Radio. For more information on the Restored Life Institute, contact us at 253-922-1502.